This is In Focus, the weekly public affairs program from KTBB and the team sports radio, featuring members of the local community working to make East Texas a better place. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to In Focus. My name is Lonnie Johnson, and this week on In Focus, we are going to discuss dementia and Alzheimer's disease with Rebecca Smith with the Alzheimer's Alliance. Is that right? That's right. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you so much. I saw you uh, on the uh, television news yesterday was it yesterday yes we are promoting our annual conference so um, I'm going to be all over the place for a while okay well that's good the, the conference uh, that Rebecca is referring to is the hope for dementia care that's May 24th is that right and what's the location for it that's right it's at TJC in the Robert M. Rogers nursing building we're very excited about this conference we have Dr. Tam Cummings um, and she's going to speak about the nine types of dementia Alzheimer's it's just one of those types. And um, she's also going to be speaking about how to address challenging behaviors when you have a loved one with dementia. At our last conference, that was something that families really wanted to know more about. Um, and we also have a local panel of experts to speak to that as well and, and talk about what are local resources if you have a loved one who is who has challenging behaviors. Um, so we have a neurologist, a psychiatrist, um, an elder law attorney, lots of different folks. Why does an attorney need to, Oh, elder law. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, in, sure. in cases where legal guardianship... Sure, that, that, that can be... Mm-hmm. A problem, I bet. Uh, okay, so for copies of this show, uh, you can go to our website at ktbb.com slash infocus, and we'll take your thoughts on the show and tell us how you feel about it, where it's going, and if you like it or not, if, if it was helpful or not. We really appreciate your feedback. Rebecca, I just want to jump right into it. So dementia is not something that that just starts out of nowhere. It starts over time. Uh, and I know that uh, I've looked into it before for for many reasons and i know that they say diet everything can affect it uh guys like me who um, have really bad hearing from concerts and guns and radio um i think i've I've read uh that uh, hearing loss is a big cause for uh exaggerating it you know and making it faster because you just go within yourself so why don't you explain uh to our listeners exactly what dementia is and what are some uh, signs that maybe their loved one gives gives off that could be pre-dementia signs? Sure. So when we say dementia, we're actually talking about a group of symptoms, and those symptoms can be caused by brain diseases like Alzheimer's, but they can also be caused by irreversible causes like depression, malnutrition, UTIs is a big one with the older population. But as far as irreversible dementias, I know a lot of people are surprised. UTIs? Yes. Mm -hmm. When you get older... I realize the brain's connected to everything. (laughs) And and this is a a pretty complicated topic, and I'm not a neurologist, but... um, so those are irreversible causes of dementia. So, I mean, those are reversible causes of dementia. And then irreversible things like Alzheimer's, um, Lewy body dementia related with, with Parkinson's disease, um, vascular dementia. There's It's... It's a multi, multi-faceted issue. So it, as it pertains to Parkinson's, um, d- can you have Parkinson's without dementia? Can you, uh, it, w- will you at some point get dementia with Parkinson's? Depends on the case. So that's another um, complicated path. So there, the dementia that's associated with Parkinson's is called Lewy body dementia. 
And you can have Lewy body dementia without the physical Parkinson's symptoms. Um, We have a wonderful volunteer who speaks for us who is living with Lewy body dementia. And it's a little different than Alzheimer's. The the symptoms present differently in a different order. With Lewy body, you're not going to have the major presenting symptom be the short-term memory loss like you do with Alzheimer's. Um, But again, when we say dementia, it's an umbrella term for a group of symptoms like memory loss, um, changes in judgment, changes in personality. Um, so when you see these things in your loved one, it's very important to get a screening. Um, and you can do that at the Alzheimer's Alliance. We do that for free. Or you can just do that at your general physician. Um, and if they see some issues, you'll get more in-depth testing with a neurologist. How early? Uh, I'm 57. Okay. Uh, I've never been smart or had a good memory or anything like that. So. What what's an age when one would begin to test themselves or their loved ones? We recommend at fifty five. And that's going to be an annual screening. You would just get like any other screening. You know, we recommend you recommend getting a colonoscopy and well women's visits at certain ages. Um, It's important to make sure your brain is in good shape, just like any other part of your body. So what what are the tests like? So the memory screening I'm talking about is just a 10-minute assessment. Um, there's some questions that target um, the functions in the brain that are most likely to be affected by dementia symptoms. Um, and for you and I, it's... Which are reasoning or what are those things? Reasoning, um, uh, space and time questions are really important. Um, really not a bright guy what are space and time questions (laughs) so Uh, is that um, a quantum no just like uh what season is it what's today's date those kinds of things that's really really a preliminary test like uh, for someone coming in like 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 say i'm so i'm two years past when i should get my first checkup for this mm -hmm. and i went in and uh, uh someone a nurse or doctor would ask me what day it was Mm-hmm. That's why they ask you those questions. If you've ever had any legal proceedings done, they'll ask you who's the president. Those really simple questions because mm-hmm. they're testing to make sure that you are not incapacitated. Because for you and I, those kinds of questions are really easy to answer. But for someone with dementia, the way that their brain processes time doesn't work as well anymore. So those questions are really difficult for them. So they could, for instance, answer a more complicated question easier than they can can answer a benign question in some cases and that's that's what's so interesting and um, so frustrating for a lot of families about dementia is when you meet one person with dementia you've met one person with dementia uh, because it functions in people's brains differently in some oh, okay. cases. Okay, I get it. mm-hmm. it's different in all forms. Right. It, it just our body chemistry is different, therefore the disease is going to react differently to that. Right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, that, that that's interesting. So what? So I see here that uh, the known risk or age, genes, and head injury. Mm-hmm. Those are the uh, known that like risks. A, would that be like a CTE type? A traumatic brain injury. Okay, so that's exactly what that is. Okay, and the, I guess some of the things that you can do to help yourself if you have dementia, I guess number one here is a healthy diet. That's right. Uh, the Mediterranean and DASH are the most recommended. Now, I'm not a diet guy, probably see, um, but what the Mediterranean diet is consists of what? So that's going to put a really heavy emphasis on vegetables and leafy greens, um, less red meat, less sweets. Mm-hmm. Um, the it's 
pretty similar to the basics of what we're told about what a healthy diet should be. Um, it puts more a little more of an emphasis on fish a few times a week, that kind of thing. Um, so making sure that you are eating enough vegetables and eating a healthy diet, that's going to be one of the biggest um, ways to prevent dementia, as well as regular physical exercise. So here's my question. <clears throat> I've had it for a while now, and I don't know if you'll be able to answer it, but I am absolutely convinced uh, that our country's change in dietary intake uh, has really affected because I, I know the the baby boomers have just been decimated by dementia, and of course, as a young man uh, in East Texas, I remember older, older, older people in their 80s, and you know my grandparents would say, "Well, she's just got the whatever, you know, the old old person, whatever." And that clearly could have been dementia at that time. We just didn't have a diagnosis or a name for it. But so I'm 57, so I grew I grew up. Uh, beginning to eat processed foods like we would I'm kind of from the country so we would go to McDonald's maybe once a month you know what I mean? something like that the rest of the time uh, was pretty much food from the garden uh, definitely all uh, made at home with very little preservative foods um, and so the baby boomers were the ones that we were introduced to pre uh, preservatives the baby boomers really weren't as children they almost had exclusively home-cooked, non-preservative type meals until the diets began to change. Is it coincidental that they're the first generation to – because there's been an uptick in dementia, correct? Yes. I, mm -hmm. I see your facial expressions. Am I <laughs> I'm smiling something? and nodding. <laughs> is it, so is it is it a, so much about diet and about our culture's diets, not necessarily the, the your personal diet, but just what's available out there? Oh, yes. That, that makes a huge difference. What's, what's available, what's convenient. Unfortunately, what's available and what's convenient for a lot of people is not going to be the healthiest of choices. Um, and you're right, because I, there's a correlation. As we've seen these increase in processed foods being available, we're seeing an uptick in dementia. And what's important to remember is it's not going to be, you know, you ate McDonald's yesterday. This is a pattern over a sure. lifetime. So there's some really good research that if you start eating healthier at midlife, those habits are going to really make an impact over time. If you start at midlife. Mm -hmm. Okay. That, that, I have someone, someone in my family, um, and they're certain that their uh, troubles were caused uh, by every, every day for 30 years they ate uh, two hot dogs and a Diet Pepsi at work and for 30 years and they're convinced that that had something to do with their situation and it's hard to ignore that and so if you you're telling me that if uh at so midlife is not where i'm at at 57 midlife is really 35 or 40 if right. we're honest mm -hmm. um so that's when you would need that's when it becomes most critical that you begin to address your diet that's right okay if you haven't you need to is that what you're saying that's like right. that's the yep. biggest thing so mm -hmm. what when you avoid uh foods with preservatives or like i think you know what is not made with preservatives that even you would buy at the store i mean uh, sausage you would buy it that bacon anything that you would do that's not fresh meat or vegetables has preservatives in it right, right. canned foods 
everything has preservatives. So, and you know, we're certainly not encouraging people to to go very extreme. Just little incremental changes that you can make. Don't. I wouldn't say you need to be afraid of every tiny little preservative or just in moderation just just moderate your intake of preservatives Mm -hmm. what about alcohol that's interesting because there is some evidence that in moderation it can help prevent but of course in abuse it's it's can you define moderation oh gosh okay so you're making me reach back in my brain here three three (laughs) drinks a week or something like that i think is considered moderation very small it's very moderate the cdc has a definition that they recommend um but I, I wouldn't say people need to be drinking every night. <laughs> well, no, that, 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 don't want to get that started here. But that's something. But but it, it, it seems uh, foods with preservatives are far more problematic than alcohol. Processed um, foods. You know, anything that you would not. They say to shop on the outside edges of the grocery store. That's probably going to be your best bet. So that's going to be produce, fresh meats, that kind of thing. Also, what about the way we consume uh, our news and information? Uh, Now, like if I was a guy that was in my late 60s, for instance, I would have started with uh, three channels on TV, one or two newspapers in a town, and I would, if I was interested, I could go grab a newspaper and read it. Now, uh, I'm inundated uh, day in and day out by uh, multiple alerts on phones, on on different the, the computer looking at the screen all that stuff I've read reports that you shouldn't look at your phone before you go to bed at night um, do, do those things affect your brain activity in a negative way as it applies to dementia so there's not a direct correlation that I know of but we know that one getting enough sleep is really really important for dementia prevention so of course not looking at your phone at night that's gonna mm-hmm. they call that bad sleep hygiene so we don't want to do that um, and then of course just having that toxic stress from you know social media we know that causes mental health issues that can affect your brain um there's lots of different things that go into it It, i'm not completely optimistic in talking to you (laughs) Uh, it's it seems like one um well let me let me give you a a little bit of hope hope. okay a lifeline would be great so (laughs) um the research used to kind of lean toward if you have the genes, you're going to get dementia, and that was kind of the end of the story. As we've um, progressed in our knowledge of dementia and Alzheimer's, there's really only, they think, about 3% of people who, you know, it's doom and gloom, they're going to get it no matter what because it's in their genes. The 3%, that's a pretty small number. The rest of us, if we make these lifestyle changes that we are talking about, there's a really good probability that you can prevent dementia. Why do you think it's not been addressed more? And is yeah, I don't want to get political. Big Pharma, I think, has a lot to do with a lot of things and how it's more far more uh, profitable to treat a disease than it is to cure it. Um, are you surprised that we haven't made more progress with dementia as, as much as it's affected this one generation? Because they've got money. They've got ability to, 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 to do things. I mean, these, these are uh, people that are really, at, as far as their prime, as that goes, they've got it to make it, and the people my age are staring down the pipe at this. And I would, I would just, I guess, I'm so thankful for what you do and what the alliance does, and how important that is to us locally. But it just seems like they, we could do more, like almost like a. a 
the government coming out and uh, and purchasing an ad campaign saying, "Hey, it's time to eat healthy, healthier. It's time to moderate this stuff. It's time to stimulate your brain. It's time to take vitamins." You know, we've we've been on this fast track for a very long time and it's uh, causing us problems but I don't see that I think it's a, a lot of different factors I am a little surprised that there is not more marketing around it like you were saying uh, because so much of it is preventable um, but also the brain is complicated um, so the fact that we don't have a cure yet you know I think that has something to do with it too um, and but yeah, I would I would love to see more of an emphasis on prevention um, and these things that we've been talking about. I think for a second, when I think back as a Gen Xer and I think about the early days of MTV and I think about the the this is your brain on drugs, it was pretty pretty simple. I mean, you could laugh it off if you want to, um, but at the same time, it was easily understood that you're just going to fry yourself if you do this and I, I guess that that would be my question not to you but just out there if this is ever you know if someone <laughs> that can make a difference hears this you know why why not spend some money on a campaign to educate uh, because the, I think the older you are the less you're going to be hearing all this stuff the, the, because the more isolated you're going to be you're going to be in your house more it's just a process I, I don't really think you understand the aging process until you begin it mm. and, and I'm I'm sure right now, I tried to explain this to my son the other day, I, the, the, I, th- I think the aging process begins in earnest at 50. You, everything changes. If you're physically fit and all that, it becomes harder. By the time you're 55, you've gone through a change where you're, you know, 55 and over, you know, you're less active. Um, you, you do sit down more You or sedentary. You know, it just, it, it happens. Well, and I'm feeling a difference at 38, so... Well, yeah, but and, and you do. You kind of you can mark them, mm-hmm. you know. And actually, uh, uh, thirty nine was one of my first ones where I felt a difference. But uh, it's, you know, the a person in their seventies, they're, they're, I mean, I, they're not going to get out as much. They're not going to hear as much unless they're affected by this directly. Well, and that brings to mind another point that I really want to make. So, exercise is something that is also really emphasized in prevention. That does not mean you have to go and out and join CrossFit. That means take a walk Please around. Please don't do that if right. you're over 55. <laughs> Just pick out something different. You'll hurt yourself. Go, go take a walk around your neighborhood. You sure. know, work in the garden. Single best thing. exercise you can do is walking. Mm-hmm. Your body loves it. And, 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 and that plays a big part in dementia. How? The dopamine that is secreted when during exercise or what? Because I see now we're getting in the brain science. That's not (laughs) (laughs) okay. I'm I'm just trying to figure out what physical activity you need to come to the conference and ask that question. (laughs) Okay. I'll I'll be there May 24th. Uh, Again, it's May 24th and it's the conference for hope for dementia care. And it's all day on May 24th. That's right. And again, the location is TJC at TJC? the Robert M. Rogers Nursing Building. Robert M. Rogers, uh, which is right on the corner of Fleshel and Fifth Street. Can't mm-hmm. miss That's it. That's right. Um, so, so exercise helps. Socialization, uh, I know that's a big difference. So just visiting with other humans no, helps us with right. it? They think because 
how um, our, how hard our brain has to work to engage in conversation and work on those social skills. Um, so we know socialization is big. Spiritual practice is, is actually very big as well. Um, and that doesn't mean... No, I understand. Uh, it'd be any spiritual practice right. that you had. Uh, just uh, uh, communication with a higher power, however you wanted to phrase that. Right. Um, well, I guess I can't ask you that brain question either because <laughs> I, I, I don't... That that that's a, we'll have a workshop on that. Okay, I, I'm interested in that. I mean, I and I will not be the speaker. I, I can see why that would. Uh, uh, no, I can't. I can't see how spirituality can affect it. So I would I would really like to find that out. It's very interesting. They have um, some studies on meditation, for example, and how um, they put a cohort of people through a meditation exercise every day and their memory was improved on the post test. It's really interesting. Well, we'll get to sleep in just a second, but mental stimulation, I think, is, or I, I see is on the list. So m- mental stimulation. So I, uh, like everybody else in the country, I, I try not to get on social media any more than I have to, but I like it. It's fun sometimes and it's absolutely mindless. Okay, right. like I, uh, I'm not on TikTok, but Facebook has some thing that's TikTok like that. Who knows? They could have the platform over there, and the, the studies are showing that that's really negative for our brain. Right. You know, it, because that's not the kind of mental stimulation that we're talking about. What we're talking about is like learning a new skill, learning a new language, learning a new instrument. Things that are very challenging. For not your to brain. be tried, but. You can feel that when your brain hurts from learning. Mm-hmm. I had a guy try to teach me the guitar, uh, and I only took one lesson with him. And when I was done, my brain hurt, mm-hmm. and it was fulfilling in a way. So I mean, that's what I enjoy about reading. It's kind of you know, it's different. I feel like I've accomplished something if I've if I've read something in a book, but not so much if I've just watched it in a five-second video. Now, I still learn things, but I guess our brains just don't process them the same way. Right. So any kind of new skill is going to be important. New skill. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, guys, if you're listening, go out and uh, do something different. And uh, and it's hard to learn a new skill, especially when you're older. I've tried to – so years ago I did a show uh, on the station, and it was kind of a ridiculous kind of show, kind of funny, you know, light. And uh, that was my artistic outlet. And I missed it. Uh, And I've tried to fill it since then with the guitar. I've recently tried painting. Um, and uh, just uh, other things, you know, I enjoy yard work and stuff. But so those things, just those type of things, just learning any new stimuli is going to stimulate a different part of your brain, maybe. Again, I'll be at the I'll be at the <laughs> seminar. I've got lots of questions. Hi, I'm Lonnie, and I've got lots of questions for you. Um, but I guess the 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 one of the last ones we can uh, cover here that you had on the list was sleep. Mm-hmm. And I, I can absolutely see how that affects everything. So, as it pertains to sleep, are we talking lack of sleep? Are we talking taking too much melatonin? And um, what do I take? I take melatonin and Benadryl. Oh, don't do that. Don't take Benadryl. 
But I haven't seen anything on melatonin, but Benadryl is a sleep aid. That's risky. Risky? Mm-hmm. For you. For dementia? Yes. Oh, great. Well, it's only been about five years. <laughs> so what could happen? That's 365. It's 15,000 days. <laughs> or 1,500 days. Um, so uh, what... Uh, the sleep is important for you. It, it, is it something that you need to, I mean, we've all talked about how to improve your sleep, what you can do, uh, calm down before bed, read, um, not get on your phone. Um, all, all these things help you. And, and, and so if we get lack of sleep, that uh, complicates dementia? Right. Potential dementia? So there's two important things about sleep. The amount of sleep that you're getting and the quality of sleep that you're getting. So, you know, seven to nine hours of good quality sleep. And that's why the no screen time is so important before bed, because it interrupts the quality of your sleep. I would be shocked at someone over 55 that slept seven or eight hours a night. That did not. That wasn't restless. That didn't get up early, because it just. And I've seen this all my life. You know, it's it's a reason. Uh, if you advertise on this station, it, it's great to advertise at five in the morning because there are a lot of old people that get up at very but early in the morning because they can't sleep. If you are stimulating yourself in the ways that we have talked about, do you think it would still be difficult? Yeah, I do because I wake up during the night. I mean, I uh, various reasons uh, that, that that only get worse with age um, but yeah I, 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 if, when I talk to my friends almost all of them have uh, sleep issues uh, most of the guys are overweight and they wear the fighter mask you know when they when they go to mm-hmm. sleep, CPAP uh, when they sleep um, you know so they've, uh, they've they've gone to sleep studies a lot of friends that have gone to sleep studies uh, so then then I could definitely make a connection with sleep and dementia. Mm-hmm. Could, could that be one of the bigger connections? A diet and sleep probably out of what we've... I would say diet, exercise. Really? Sleep. All right. Well, I do want, I want to find out what, what exercise and does. And I, I would say, too, if you're having problems sleeping, talk to your doctor about that. Am I, uh, <laughs> I've had the same doctor... Uh, for 25 years, and uh, he cracked me up. You, you see me, you're looking at me right now, and I'm no, I'm no specimen, but uh, he asked me if I wanted to go on Ozempic. <laughs> and it was, it's great for a conversation with my friends, but... Sometimes uh, their bedside manner isn't great. Yeah, well, they would put... Uh, I think I, I could get... Uh, a sleep study or whatever, but I'm just going to find out that I need to do the things that you're talking about that are frankly no fun to do. Right. And that's that's the challenge, right, is because these things are hard and they're challenging. Um, and we, the way our society is set up, good quality food is sometimes difficult to access. It's almost impossible. I mean, if, if we're being honest, it's impossible to access because the only way you're going to get fresh vegetables is to go to farmer's market. The only way that you're going to get uh, I can't even imagine um, trying to get food that's not heavily processed. I know uh, uh, some history. I, I'm from a small kind of farming place for a while, and, and they butchered every year. So I got to see what real meat looks like, and pork does not resemble what we buy in the store. Pork by itself is white, not not pink. Oh. Yeah. Pork, pork is white. And... So, yeah, I'm a city girl. Well, and, and that's the thing, you know, you don't you don't get to see um, what, what actual organic, 
stuff looks like and, and this is still animals that have been fed with gmos and and all this stuff these chicken you know you look at a picture of a chicken in 1960 versus a chicken now and it kind of resembles us in 1960 versus us now you know they they fatten up the chickens and the chickens fatten us right. up and it just goes down the line but i, and I would say if you, you know if you don't have access to a farmer's market the next best thing's going to be the grocery store you know, don't don't throw in the towel because you can't get the best of the best. There's nothing I, I can think of right now other than organic vegetables um, and probably any vegetables. I'm, I, I think the organic thing's kind of overrated. You know, they grow in the ground. They, they got to use pesticides for some of it. Um, but other than vegetables, what's not processed in a grocery store? Think about no, it. No, yeah. You do have what to. What aisle do you go down? Well, the outside edges. Okay. Um, and you know, just look at the ingredients list. Um, you can there are options of things that have less of the words you can't pronounce. <laughs> That's a lot for me. <laughs> uh, Rebecca, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us about that again. Thank you. Uh, the conference that will be at the TJC Nurses Building, which is the Robert M. Rogers. Robert M. Rogers <laughs> Building at the uh, corner of Fleshel and Fifth Street. It'll be on May 24th. If you if you have questions about dementia, if you have a loved one with dementia, or if you just want to learn more about it, maybe for yourself, if you want to educate yourself, I would uh, highly recommend you going to this conference. I actually think I'm going to go just because I think it would be healthy for me to know some things that, that might help. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, we didn't cover vitamins, but of course, vitamins can help you. You know, I know a lot of uh, in the mind, I guess the, the synapses get kind of uh plaque on them and there are things you can take to help with the plaque so see there you're gonna have to talk to the neurologist at our conference okay <laughs> i guess so i can't i can't tell you why the things work i can tell you that they work <laughs> well i just want to thank you for taking time and joining us on in focus today and and helping the community learn more about it and understand uh that you're here and how can they get a hold of you guys so we have lots of different avenues. We have, of course, our you know phone number, 903-509-8323, or they can email Rebecca at alzalliance.org or just visit our website, alzalliance.org. Thank you very much, Rebecca. In Focus is a weekly public affairs program featuring members of the local community working to make East Texas a better place. In Focus is produced by KTBB and the Team Sports Radio, and we thank you for listening. Join us again next week. Thank you.